Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Am I the asshole for canceling the family vacation because my husband gave our kids tickets to his widowed cousin's kids? Me, female 33, and my husband, Chris, male 36, planned a one-week vacation to an out-of-state ski resort with our two kids. His cousin Martin, male 38, lost his wife to cancer six months ago. She left behind two kids nearly same age as my kids, six and nine. My husband is devastated for his best friend's loss. They're so close that he sees him as a friend. Understandably so. He tries to help Martin and the kids, but in my opinion, he's been doing a little too much for them lately. He suggested we take Martin's kids with us to the resort to get their mind off of the grief for a bit. I apologized and said we couldn't, since we barely have budget to cover our kids. He insisted, then tried offering compromises, but I still said it wouldn't work. He was obviously pissed, but dropped it eventually. Two days before the trip, I found out that my husband booked two tickets for Martin's kids instead of our own kids. I was the one paying, but he insisted on handling the booking and making reservations. I was stunned. I called him out on it, and he apologetically talked about how Martin needs some alone time away from the kids how the kids need a breather, and how they need this vacation more than our kids do. I flipped out and asked him if he seriously was okay with prioritizing other kids over his own. He said it wasn't about priorities, but doing what's needed to help those kids out. I asked how his own kids will react once they find out, but he said, I'm sure they'd understand. I said no and decided to cancel the vacation altogether. He freaked out on me, saying that I can't do that and make him look small in front of his cousin and family since they praised him for his nice gesture. I refused to negotiate it, but he called me horribly selfish and cruel towards grieving kids and said that he'll make sure our own kids know how I'm behaving towards the other kids by robbing them of the fun they so much need and deserve. We haven't been talking, and he's so pissed and keeps throwing a fit after a fit about it, claiming I ruined it for everybody when I canceled. I feel bad for the kids, I do, but I don't think what he did was right. Am I the asshole for canceling? I think it depends who you're talking to. Because if you're talking to any of the people that he told that this was going to happen, you are no doubt the asshole to those people right now because they don't know the truth of it. There's a reason he hid it from you. And he made this gamble whenever he chose to hide it from you. You calling him on it and hitting the self-destruct button on the whole thing is well within your rights for all of this. It's also well within your rights to make him go on the trip with the two cousin kids and then you and your kids go do something different. I don't think it makes you an asshole in the grand scheme of things, but you're going to have to do a lot of explaining to a lot of the people who right now think that you're the asshole to get them to see the entire situation because right now they only know what he has told them behind your back, both before and after the cancellation of all this. 
he chose the come what may path whenever he chose to do this behind your back. I don't know how he thought you wouldn't find out about it eventually. Maybe it was one of those, I'll figure out how to sell her on this later. And then he never figured out how to sell you on it. So he just kind of let you find out another way. And that's when everything blew up in his face. It was his plan that was all developed behind your back that he didn't clue you in on, which he had to sell you on if it was going to really happen. But now, if you don't want to be perceived as the asshole, you're going to have to explain the entire situation to everyone. He probably could have persuaded you in the end if he had a really well thought out plan and presented that to you, but that's not what happened. There is no plan here, at least that I can see. He just surprised you with it right before the vacation and was like, yeah, that's this is happening. I said it. We got to do it or I'll look real bad. One of you is going to look really bad no matter what. It doesn't matter. I think that the husband made a poor strategic decision. Am I the asshole for not wanting another child to use my baby's stuff? My husband and me are expecting our first baby every moment now. We bought everything and I already prepared the bed, the stroller, and all the other stuff for our child. My sister-in-law visited us yesterday with her baby, two months old. All was well until my niece got tired and had to take a nap. So my sister-in-law asked to use our crib. Well, I don't feel comfortable with another child using my newborn stuff. I can't explain why. It's just how I feel. So I said no. It got awkward, so they left. Today, I saw that my mother-in-law texted my husband that I acted like an asshole. She also thinks that I'm selfish and spoiled. I feel like I could have said yes and the baby could have had a nice nap, but I also think that I am right for wanting my baby to be the first to sleep in its own bed. So am I the asshole? I think the kicker here is that they're expecting their first baby. And with your first kid, I think you're a lot more likely to feel like that. It's okay to feel like that. It's okay to be protective of their stuff. I think after your first kid, if this was her second, third, fourth, maybe even fifth, because, you know, people are crazy like us, you would probably be like, sure, no big deal. Here, actually, let me just go ahead and swap out the crib cover with a different one. With your first baby, it's way different. You haven't gotten to the point where it's not a big deal yet with your first kid. So I understand OP's point of view here. And I don't think that she's the asshole because it's her first kid. I feel like she would have felt differently if it wasn't her first kid. Clearly, sister-in-law and mother and everybody else involved here feels differently. And I'm guessing that sister-in-law means brother's sister because brother's mom is involved. So she married into this family who just views that situation differently. And I think a lot of that has to do with how you were brought up too. So not a big deal. They just see it differently. Doesn't make her an asshole. Am I the asshole for telling of my existence to my siblings despite my stepmother's wishes, therefore causing a big fight between them, and then refuse to help my stepmother divert the blame? That's a lot, and this story is long. So, strap yourselves in, kids. Where do I even begin? I'm 18 female. My dad married my stepmom, Rose, when I was about two years old. He died when I was six because of cancer. At the time, my little brother Austin was two, and she was pregnant with my sister, Alyssa. She promised my dad that she would take care of me when he's gone. After my dad died, Rose left me to foster care. She told me that she can't take care of me right now, but after her baby is born, she will be back for me. But she didn't come back. 
As I got older, I reached out to her. So did my social worker. She refused to allow me to see my siblings. I did this every year, and she refused every year. After turning 18, I reached out to Rose again, and she told me I'm a stranger. Her children don't even know that I exist, and they have each other. And they don't need me, and she wants me to keep it that way. She told me to go look for my mom's relatives if I want a family. That her and her children are not my family. It wasn't a pleasant meeting. A few days later, I said to myself, fuck it. I do exist. I'm a real person. I will go tell my siblings myself. I talked to Austin's best friend, found her on social media, and told her everything. Had lots of pictures and documents as well. Once she was convinced, she invited Austin and Alyssa over and I met them and told them everything. I had lots of pictures, including some of me and him together when he was a baby. Also of me and my dad, and Rose as well. Also a few with me and my dad on his final days, which they said Rose had shown them very similar pictures, but I wasn't in any of them. It was very emotional, but they were angry. Especially Austin, because he always felt like something was wrong, but couldn't put it together. Rose had always told him it was because their dad had died. Anyway, they called their grandma, Rose's mom, and she confessed as well. Told them that she wanted to tell them the truth, but Rose had threatened that she would cut off contact if she did. They eventually went home and confronted their mom, and all hell broke loose. Rose was initially furious with me, even called the police. They dismissed her after talking to Austin and Alyssa. Called me and said very nasty things about me. My mom and my dad's mom too for some reason. They're both passed away. Anyway, I talked to my siblings a few more times and a couple of days later, Rose called me again and told me she's happy to let me see my siblings and have a real relationship. She lost the war with Austin and Alyssa and invited me over. I went there and had a good day with them. Then she asked me to help her make amends with the kids. To tell them that her not telling them about me was a mutual decision between her, my social worker, and my dad because they all believed it would be best. She wants this so that she can move on and for the kids to stop blaming her. So far, I've refused. Am I the asshole for what I did initially, telling my sibling the truth? And what I continue to do? Refusing to help her blame my dad for this, basically? Someone actually lived this. This is a messed up movie. No, you're not the asshole for any of it. We can't even begin to fathom what the stepmom was going through at the time that she made that decision when she made it way back when. Whatever was going on when she made that decision, she couldn't face again, which is why she continued to deny contact because she didn't want her kids to know that she had done this terrible thing and then hid it for so long. She didn't want her kids to see her as the person that she is. And again, we don't know what was going on whenever she made this initial decision and she may have had immediate regret, but instead of facing it and making amends and doing the hard work of facing the consequences of one's own decisions, she chose to ignore it and hope it never showed up again. And then it showed up. Am I the asshole for refusing to watch my sister-in-law's child even though she had a meltdown? I, 33 female, have a daughter, 5 female. My sister-in-law, long-term partner of my stepbrother Jake, Tina, 34 female, has a daughter, Cassie, also 5 from a previous relationship. Every summer for the past few years, me, my step-siblings, and our partners have visited our parents at the holiday retreat that they run from anywhere between 4 to 7 weeks. You with me? 
This past summer, I was there for six weeks, and Jake and Tina were there for four. My husband was there for three weeks on and off due to work commitments, and I brought the nanny. During the third week, Jake and Tina were there. My husband and I decided to take my daughter on a day trip, as the nanny had the day off and we were going a little stir-crazy. We told everyone at breakfast, and afterwards when it was just the women at the table finishing our tea, Tina asked if we could take Cassie with us on our day out. I was very confused as to why Tina would ask this, as I have barely any interaction with Cassie. I find some of her behavior very off-putting, and I don't have a natural inclination towards children. And second, Tina and I don't know each other well enough that I'd ever consider asking her such a favor. I said no. It was just a family day out for the three of us, and presumed that would be the end of it. But Tina insisted. She begged me to take Cassie and said she hasn't had a break the whole summer. She's overwhelmed and would like to spend time with Jake. I said no again, and Tina asked if my nanny could watch Cassie for a few hours. But I told her it's the nanny's day off. Tina started to get tearful, saying she really thought that as a fellow mother I would understand needing a break, since I have someone employed for that very purpose. I didn't know what to say to that, so I just said goodbye to my mother and started to leave. And as I did, Tina burst into tears. My mother told me to go, and she would calm Tina down. When we came back later that evening, Tina wasn't at dinner, and my parents and Jake were babysitting Cassie. My mother said she had reached a compromise with Tina that they would watch Cassie for the evening so Tina could rest. They can't during the day as they are still actively running the retreat. The next day, Tina reappeared and everything was back to normal, though she was noticeably colder towards me, but it didn't bother me. A few days ago, we were discussing all getting together for Christmas in a group chat, and Tina said she was really looking forward to it, but that she hopes we could all be a bit more accommodating with the kids and that it takes a village. I just replied that I wouldn't be needing any accommodations, thanks, and the conversation moved on. My mother says while she understands why I said no, seeing the state Tina was in and the meltdown she had after I left, she would have said yes. She said I don't understand how tough it is because I have so much help. So, am I the asshole? I think there are different levels of assholery that we probably need to cover here. Ascon one level is there's no way in hell you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. OP isn't there. There's the Ascon 2 level, which is the, you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. And I don't think OP's here either. There's the Ascon 3 level, which is, you probably should have approached that differently. And I don't even think OP's there. Let's look at Ascon 4, which is, you probably could have approached that differently, and maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. I think that's where OP is. OP is at Ascon 4. That's right, we just developed a new scale of assholery that will now be our standard that we live by moving forward, t-shirt incoming. I think OP is in Ascon 4 because she probably could have approached it differently or explained it differently, but I don't think she's an asshole. Here's why. I think the communication style tells us a lot about OP, and it's probably not the kind of person that you're going to have a touchy-feely conversation with, which means it's also not the kind of person that you can expect to understand when you show feelings. If anything, OP probably got uncomfortable with this and just wanted to escape from it. And if sister-in-law knows you well enough to know that about you, I don't think she she can expect you to be an asshole for not giving in when she had a breakdown or for taking this emotional load from her because it's not who OP is. OP isn't wired that way. (laughs) 
Am I the asshole for asking my daughter-in-law to stop making social media posts that make me look bad? I have a son, Ryan, male 22. Ryan has a wife, Holly, female 22. They got married and moved in together around four months ago after dating for three years. I'm really happy for them. There's just one small problem, though. Holly has recently started making posts on social media with jokes about how horrible mothers-in-law are all the time. When seeing them, I thought I did something to upset Holly. I asked her about it and she insisted that I hadn't upset her and that she just post them because she thinks they're funny. I asked Ryan about it and he said that Holly never seemed upset at me and told me I'm overthinking it. But Holly keeps making these posts. The rest of my family have been asking me if everything is okay between me, Ryan, and Holly because they've seen the post too. The last straw was when Holly made a post about arguments with monsters-in-law. Now everyone in family thinks I argued with Holly when that didn't even happen. I asked Holly about it again and she said that once again she just posted it because she thought it was funny, not anything actually personal to me. I told Holly that she's making me uncomfortable and that she's making my family think I'm being horrible to her. Holly said that's not her problem and that people need to learn how to take a joke. Holly just chose right then to be the asshole. I asked Holly to please stop making these posts because people aren't going to interpret them that way. Holly said I'm being unreasonable and told me I can't tell her what to do and said I'm a bossy jerk. Okay. So, how old is Holly again? 22. Holly's a little spoiled shit. End of story. Listen, Holly, those posts about me aren't very flattering. Would you mind taking them down? Ugh, whatever, no, it has nothing to do with you. You're being such a bossy bitch. Mm, Holly, I really think you do want to take those down. You can't tell me what to do. I don't know what to say now. Pretty close, right? No, you're not the asshole. I don't know what the solution here is. You might have to work through Ryan, your son, and try to help him sell her on what she's doing being such a childish, shitty thing to do. Peggy, you know, the stories I read about mothers-in-law are not anything to do with you. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter that her grades are more important than her pain right now? Preface, if I come off as callous, it's because I'm trying to be succinct. I, 46 female, have a 16-year-old daughter. In July, she was in a car accident. Most of her injuries were mild. She went to the hospital, but they let her go home after a few days of observation. But even after we got home, she still complained a lot about pain. I was concerned and took her to our GP, but they couldn't find anything wrong. I told her it was probably in her head and in response to the traumatic event and that she'd be fine in a few days. She stopped complaining about it after that and everything seemed good. Fast forward to yesterday and I got an email from her teacher that she's constantly despondent in class and laying her head down and not participating. I was already seeing red from that and I decided to check on her grades. She turned in multiple assignments late and lost points on them which is not at all on par with her typical performance. I confronted her about it and she was really quiet at first, like she didn't know what to say. I pushed her on it and she started talking about pain again, which I frankly think is bullshit. She hasn't said a peep about it for two months, only when her grades are slipping. We started arguing about it and I said that her grades matter more than her pain. She's a junior this year. It's not the time to be slacking. She's been in her room since, refusing to talk to anyone. She wouldn't even go to school today. I'm at a loss. She's never been so difficult, and I'm questioning whether or not I'm in the right here. Am I the asshole? Edit. 
I get it. I'm an awful person. I wasn't seeing past the grades and I treated my daughter horribly. Thank you, especially to the medical professionals who replied. I had no idea this could be so serious. I've already booked a specialist for two weeks from now, earliest appointment, and apologized to my daughter. I know I still have a lot of making up to do. We're going out for ice cream. At least the comments on here led OP to see the error of their ways and start to make it right before we even got to it. Thank goodness, because who knows what's going on with this kid and who knows what kind of injury they have if it's lingering that far. And of course, she didn't bring it up because she knew how OP sees it as a sign of weakness and as of bullshit. If she told us it was bullshit in the post, I guarantee you she told the daughter it was bullshit, if not saying bullshit through tone and through delivery. And medical professionals getting involved and commenting on here, letting her know that it could be something serious. Alarm bells. I get OP's perspective because... Kids can pull some shit, and it's tough to know when a kid is pulling shit until the shit has been pulled, and it's too late. I understand OP's priority on grades for her daughter, but this wasn't the time for that. There are grades which can affect your life, and there's untreated long-term pain which will affect your life. Her well-being was obviously the priority, and OP eventually saw that, and now clearly feels terrible for doing it, and has a lot of making up to do, way beyond ice cream. Hopefully, this ends up being something that is easy to fix and everyone can move on from their lives happy. Hopefully, OP delaying on this doesn't cause any additional damage. And if it does, OP's the asshole. Am I the asshole for refusing to attend my engagement party if my fiance's mother is in attendance? It's not just mother-in-law drama, it's future mother-in-law drama. That's amazing. Also, it's a red flag. My fiance comes from a gymming family, not like rubies or sapphires. They love the gym and fitness and all that. See, told you it wasn't rubies and sapphires. Which is great. He's perfect, and I love how much he likes to work out. I, on the other hand, am not a gym person. I am a curvier girl. Yeah, I'll work out, and I'll go on hikes and runs, but I'm not hitting it like his family. Doesn't mean I'm unhealthy. He loves me as is, and I love him as is. When I met his family, his sisters welcomed me with open arms. I love them like they're my blood. As for his parents, the first thing his dad did was look at my partner and ask if he was serious. My fiancé and his sisters went off at their dad for saying that. He tried to write it off as a joke, but we all know what he meant. Anytime I saw his parents, his dad would give me looks and his mother would make snarky comments about my weight and outfits. Add more red flags. She would never do it when my partner or his sisters were around, because they would tell her off for it. My partner proposed and we started planning our wedding. I'm Pakistani. And we traditionally have big weddings, and it's not uncommon for parents to pay for it. So my parents offered to pay for our big Desi wedding. My fiancé and his sisters are excited. And since the wedding will be huge, we decided to make the engagement party very small. Well, when his parents heard my parents will be paying for the wedding, and they offered to pay for an engagement party. We refused, they insisted, and now they are. Last night, we had a family dinner at his sister's place, and at the dinner, my fiancé's mother had made multiple comments about me going on a diet and starting to lose weight before the wedding, and she kept mentioning how she is paying for the engagement party. 
There's only so much a person can take. So I confronted her about it in front of everyone. I told her that if she can't stand a fat bride-to-be, then she doesn't have to pay for it, and she's uninvited to our engagement party. My fiancé intervened and said we can't not invite his mother. She started crying and yelling at how she's already paid for the venue and catering, so she is paying for it and she will be attending. I don't know what venue and catering because nothing was run past my fiancé and I to check if we approve. Probably at the gym. And they're probably serving pre-workout. His sisters agreed with me and also berated their mother for her behavior towards me and said that it is fair that she is uninvited. We all went back and forth and I got so sick of it I left. Later, when my fiancé came home, he said he understands how hurt I am, but we can't uninvite his mom, especially since she has already planned and paid for everything. I told him then I won't attend, and now he's pissed and told me I'm being immature and a bitch. I can't believe he said that to her. But I stand by what I said. If she can't stand the way I look, then why should she be there? If he wants her there so bad, then I won't go. I won't tolerate being insulted and criticized at my own party. Am I the asshole? I don't know what else to say except no. This is bonkers. Complete bullshittery and assholery. All rolled into one. What a shite person. Mother-in-law and father-in-law. You can have your beliefs. The instant you start forcing them onto another person, you're an asshole. And if their son loves her just the way she is, why the fuck are they getting involved anyway? Why are they trying to change her? It's not like she's marrying into the family business and has to join their circus act. Let's say she continues to hold her ground. Mom gets uninvited. Husband goes through with the wedding but has this grudge that he always holds against her. And by the way, after that, they have to be no contact with mother-in-law and father-in-law for eternity. Or until mother-in-law and father-in-law change their ways, which isn't likely because they're pretty freaking religious with them, from the sounds of it. Let's say OP eventually caves. That's a doomed marriage, right? Either way, I think the mother-in-law and father-in-law have kind of set up a chess game here to where this marriage is going to have serious complications and roadblocks to success no matter what. They have thwarted a happy future for OP and OP's fiancé. Unless OP's fiancé can be won over. The one path to success here exists where OP convinces her fiancé to be okay with mom being uninvited and he doesn't hold a grudge afterward. That's the only path to success here. I do not see mother-in-law and father-in-law changing their ways. Am I the asshole for tipping and embarrassing my boomer father-in-law? I worked as a server in university, and my daughter worked at Starbucks and a local restaurant when she was in school. I know how servers earn their money. My father-in-law invited us out for supper for my mother-in-law's birthday. We went to a nice Greek restaurant in his neighborhood. The meal was fantastic, and my father-in-law said it was on him. Cool, my kids are well-behaved and know not to go crazy on their grandparents' money. I have known my in-laws for almost 20 years now. I know he doesn't tip. So I always bring cash and tip whenever we dine out with them. So after the meal, as we were leaving, I checked the bill and dropped 20% on top of his cash, more or less. I guess he accidentally left too much money once and made a big deal about getting his change because the server came running out with the tip I left. My father-in-law knew how he paid and it didn't include a $50 bill. He blew his top. Saying I disrespected him by doing this, I was implying that he was cheap after he took out my family to a nice restaurant. I was just trying to do right by the server. I wasn't trying to be a hero or a jerk. I just know that we took up a table for almost two hours and she deserved a tip. 
My wife is mad at me for upsetting her father. My daughter gave me a hug and said I was right. Am I the asshole? Edit, I'm in Canada. Apparently, this is a normal thing in the States. Okay, well, then my personal experience is going to mean jack squat. I waited tables, my wife waited tables, and I think waiting tables or similar jobs is a wonderful opportunity to learn how to deal with difficult people, to learn how to anticipate needs, to learn how to be quick, to learn how to talk to people, to learn how to deal with difficult situations. There's so much that can be learned in that one job. And I agree, the server needs a tip. This is an episode of Friends, by the way. Rachel's dad gets really offended when Ross leaves a tip on top of his tip and turns it into a huge deal. So I guess the way to look at this is, you're not an asshole for doing it. You apparently just need to be sneakier about how you do it with this guy. Hand the extra tip directly to the server. Do the handshake cash transfer. I don't know what to tell you about solving the issue of offending him. You kind of just have to eat crow on that one. Why would you eat the crow? The crows have eyes. Don't you dare look them in them. You also had to choose who you were going to be the asshole to. Would you rather be the asshole to the father-in-law, risking him finding out, or be the asshole to the server, who really needs the money? You chose to benefit the server, thus rolling the dice with the father-in-law. And it blew up. So take your licks and move on, I guess. Just be sneakier next time. Am I the asshole for refusing to let my husband's infertile friend name our son? My husband, male 33, best friend, male 37, Will is infertile. He got divorced two times because of it, because he lied and hid his infertility. And his life hasn't been the same since the day he was told he can't have kids. He has always had a soft spot for children. And when he found out that my husband and I were expecting, he was so thrilled and started buying us gifts and decor pieces that he made from his woodwork for the baby. My husband thinks that those are all really nice gestures, but I couldn't help but feel uncomfortable, especially with how much he keeps mentioning the baby. A few days ago, my husband and I found out the gender of our baby. The minute we told Will, he started calling the baby a random name he picked and was going to give to his baby if he wasn't infertile. He then started begging us to use this name, and my husband said it was a done deal. I refused, but my husband called me heartless and asked me to do this one small nice gesture for his struggling friend to give him closure and honor him after all the things he has done for us. I flipped and said it's my baby, not his. Will heard this and left immediately. My husband yelled at me saying it's his baby too, and my behavior towards Will was abhorrent. He left after him and didn't come back till the morning. He kept saying the same thing and pressuring me to agree on the name, but I refused. Am I the asshole for choosing this hill to die on? I don't think your husband is seeing a potential path here where his buddy, Will, starts acting like your son is his son because that's what's going to happen. He's got so much of his identity tied to this offspring existing that he's going to try to do it vicariously through your son. That is a potential path. Not saying that that's the way that he's actually going to take this, but husband needs to see that this is a potential path and create some boundaries, right? Meow. Meow. As a parent, that's the first alarm bell that went off for me, and just to protect the child from any crazy shit that could happen, I would create that boundary immediately, and I'd also be afraid. I'd be afraid of what could happen because so much of his identity is tied to this. Number one, if you say no and you create a boundary, is he going to go crazy and then be even crazier? Then you're in dangerous territory. If you cave on this and let him name the kid, kid's born, He views him as his kid. Things are really awkward there. 
I don't see anything positive coming from this. Those are two extreme paths, but they're entirely possible. And as a parent, you have to see ahead to where those things can go because you have to be thinking about the safety of your child. Not the asshole, stand your ground, create boundaries now. Am I the asshole for not paying for my daughter's wedding because she invited my brother and his family? I 46 male, my brother 48 male. When I was 20, my then-girlfriend cheated with my brother. I was heartbroken and pissed. I told him he is no longer my brother. Despite my request, my family didn't cut him off. So I told them that I will never again be in the same place as he is. If they wish to invite both, then they should just invite him, as I am the one giving ultimate. My daughter is getting married in spring of next year. In our culture, both parents are paying for the wedding, 50-50. Unexpectedly, my daughter sat me down and told me that she will be inviting my brother and his family. He married my cheating ex. Apparently, she was seeing them for the last four years and had built a relationship behind my back. She even wants her cousin to be some kind of flower girl. I told her what my boundaries are. And if my brother is invited, then I will not pay my part of the wedding. She became angry and told me it's time to let go of the past. I told her it's not her call to make. We argued some more, and she told me I am making her wedding all about myself. I told her I will probably not even attend, so it will be all about her. She left crying. My ex-wife called me screaming and told me I'm a huge asshole and that her daughter is crushed. Then my parents called. Same thing. I told them off, and now I'm ignoring their calls. My girlfriend told me to reconsider and apologize, that by not paying and attending, I will break relationship with my daughter. I don't know. I think my boundaries should be respected. Am I the asshole for that? Dude is 46 years old. My gut says grow up, let it go. That's what my gut says. I don't know if that's the right answer. No one can tell you how to feel. He feels how he feels. And that's driven him to do some, in my view, assholish things. And here's why I view that this way. There was a chance at every turn to choose to be the bigger man. And he never made that choice. It's hard to respect that. But it shouldn't have been that big of a surprise to the daughter. And the daughter doing what she's done, knowing it was as big of a deal to dad as it was, kind of made the asshole move by instigating it. So he does need to grow up, but in this situation, if his boundaries were known by all parties, then I guess he's not the asshole? Because it's been this way for a long time and they should have known better. Let's just say that overall, everyone's an asshole here. Blanket statement. Everyone's an asshole. I think that's the safest thing to do in this situation. Just call everyone an asshole and move on. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the Askonauts today. Thanks again.